recollection while on the way to an appointment with an ophthalmologist and seeing boys choosing sides to play basketball, leaving a kid with glasses standing on the sidelines. We call him Coach Price. We must have had a real first name. But the given name of an athletic director of junior high school sports team is forever just coach. As he was also team manager, team doctor, bus driver, referee, mother and father, surrogate to pubescent boys between the ages of 11 and 13, have too young and self-conscious to remove their underpants in the locker room and have old enough to proudly wear the jockstraps on their head in the shower. Mr. Price may have been the coach, but hormones around the team. One year, coach finally had a basketball team of promise, five eighth grade boys whose height and physical skills and intelligence had arrived early enough and settled down enough to make team play a real possibility. It was now or never, because the scrubs coming up from the seventh grade were still a long year behind in being anything useful on a basketball court. And then there was the kid. The youngest member of his class, deranged by puberty in process and legally blind without his glasses. To look through his thick lenses was like watching goldfish in a bowl. One eye wandered a bit without his spectacles. He could barely see the basket, the ball, or the other players of either team. The kid did have his virtues. One other thing, he was determined to play basketball. He was small and fast, and when he dribbled down the court, he had the erratic, unpredictable moves on an alarmed jackrabbit in full flight. Furthermore, he was a tenacious ball handler, unwilling to give possession to any player, no matter which team they were on. On the negative side, he seemed dyslexic in the phase of diagram plays, reliably doing the opposite of any play devised. In short, he brought chaos to the court and not even in practice had he ever put a ball through the net. He didn't care, he came to play. As the varsity squad was trimmed of the truly inept, the kid remained. He would not quit and, for the surprise of all, coach did not cut him from the team. Because coach had a crazy idea. For one thing, there were only 10 players left. Without the kid, the team could not practice. But more important, coach began to see the kid as a secret weapon. The kid's vision-impaired eagerness could bring total confusion to the court. If inserted into a game when the opposite team was on a roll, the kid might completely disrupt the flow of play. Coach thought of that. And in a close game, the kid could be a living, breathing, fire-eating, psychotic, out-of-a-man, myotic 
mayhem. In the kindest terms, coach explained these matters to the kid and the team. He promised the kid he would award him a team letter and a letterman's jacket if he would stay the season, whether he paid or not. I need you. The team needs you, said the coach, and that was more than enough for the kid. He redoubled his efforts in practice, falling on loose balls as Medal of Honor winner might cover a grenade. His unpredictable play on the practice squad made the varsity team think hard about what they might face in a real game. They called him the bomb, partly out of amusement, partly out of a mixture of contempt and respect. Alas, he only practiced. He never played the team one without him. But it was enough for him to know that any moment coach might say, take off your glasses and go in and drive them crazy. The kid would have erupted off the bench like an arena gladiator. Coach knew that the other team had never come up against a single-minded, cocky jackrabbit before. He must have laughed whenever he thought about it. The team won the city championship, defeating the other three junior highs. At the team basket, coach declared the kid most valuable player. You never played, but you never let us down, said coach, and the kid never forgot that affirmation. He was probably not the first or the last weird kid for whom a place was found during the career of Coach Price. The man had a gift for turning a loser into a winner. He had a gift for getting a team to appreciate all ball players. And he had a sense of humor. With these strengths, I'm sure that many stories like this one could be told of Coach Price, but it's the only one I know. This story is not about basketball. This story is not is great about teaching. It's about the imagination it takes to respect kids and find a place on the team, even for the least of them. This story belongs to Coach Price, and I've often wondered how they might have told it. But I'm certain of the long-lasting effects of this story. I was the kid. I remember. <laughs>